You're tuned in to The Todd Coconado Show, otherwise known as The Remnant, one of the most listened to podcasts in the Christian community. You can visit our website, toddcoconado.com, and now broadcasting live around the world from Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee, here's the host of the show, Pastor Todd Coconado. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the broadcast. Thank you so much for tuning in The Remnant. Woke corporations, the mainstream corporate media, uh, Hollywood, even our own government seem to be pushing an agenda on us. In fact, they are. And I think they're working in synchrony together. And it's in the schools and it's uh, all over anywhere we look, really. I mean, you can't even go shopping anymore without having a corporation pushing the LGBTQ agenda on us. Uh, We've heard Target in the news recently. I've made a few posts about uh, their very grotesque set up, especially in the children's department, uh, pushing this. And, um, you know, a lot of people have been pushing back. Um, Thank God for those that are holding the line. Thank God for those that are taking a righteous stand for truth and for the word of God. Uh, The church cannot change biblical doctrine. It cannot change what God has said. Look, I'm a messenger. I tell people, as a pastor, I'm a messenger. I'm not the one that Uh, you know, wrote the Bible. I didn't write it, but I know the Bible to be true. I know it to be the word of God. The Bible says in the beginning was the word, the word was with God. And by the way, the word was God. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus is the word. The word is living. And uh, we know that it's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And these values are what kept us as a people, all these generations. In fact, America had the favor of God because the, the nation chose God. Um, there's a rich history of, of, of many different instances with the founders and even before when this newfound land was established and there were believers that made a covenant with God. Uh, if you want to listen to some of that, you can listen to some of the thought teachers on there like David Barton and uh, even um, you know uh, uh, Dennis Prager talks about this with Prager U often and there's many others. Uh, my friend, Pastor Jim Garlow with Well-Versed, uh, there's a lot of people that have, have done very well in uh, elaborating on the founding of this nation, how it's a God. This nation was founded on the principles of God, on the word of God. And our constitution, by the way, um, it works very well with the Bible. Because again, the, the founders and the ones that um, created the, the, the constitution felt that the Bible was true, and because it is. And so how far we have fallen from that time period where now, uh, you know, at one point, even in the 60s, I think, uh, you know, there was prayer in schools. And now there's this, some drag queen that's coming to certain schools or libraries teaching our kids and parents are bringing them in there. It's okay. Here you go. No, it's not okay. It's very, very grotesque. It's very sexually explicit. And I'm thankful for those that have pushed back. Like Kirk Cameron, we supported his event here when he came to Nashville. Uh, he's a friend of mine. And I'm thankful for those that have been pushing back. We've been pushing back. Look, you know what, if, if you're going to be a citizen of the United States, honestly, you do have freedom. You can, you can go and do whatever it is that you want to do. If you want to live a life of sin, uh, you're protected by the Constitution as long as it's not illegal. But you don't push that on others. You know, you, you, don't, you don't push it on children when parents don't have a say-so. That's, that's wrong. Imagine if we were baptizing people in a public school in the name of Jesus, the uproar there would be. There would be tremendous uproar. Uh, people would be... Uh, going crazy you'd have the whole left-wing establishment everybody just going bonkers 
They're trying to call people Christian nationalists and all these weaponized terms just because they love the country and they love God, which, by the way, God first. Our, our founders believed in certain inalienable rights, which are life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. These rights were given to us by God, not by government. And, and we hold these rights. These, we, we, we stand fast for them because the, our founders also said, we'll give you a republic if you can keep it. And we're at a very dangerous place right now. We're at a dangerous place where we could lose the freedoms that we have. And that's why we have the Religious Liberty Coalition. That's why this ministry stands. I'm the president of the Religious Liberty Coalition. We've done a lot of work in meeting with uh, elected officials and people in our government and uh, activists and sounding the alarm on many of these issues. Of course, Ty Coconut Ministries does this as well. I do it because to me, it's not a political matter. It's a spiritual matter. When you talk about life, the protection of life, that's spiritual. It's, it's right there in the Ten Commandments, thou shall not murder. So the murder of our most innocent societal members, babies, is, is beyond the pale. It's demonic. It's been going on for centuries. It didn't just start now, but they're trying to mask it in the, in the geist of um, you know, birth control of some sort. No, it's murder. And you know, it's always interesting to me too, the people that push abortion so much, well, their parents didn't abort them. And what if they would have? They wouldn't be there. Do they ever think about that? Have they ever seen all the, pa- the people that are looking to parent that want to adopt and, and all the strings and, and hurdles that they have to jump through just to adopt and yet they're willing to do it because they want to be parents and maybe they weren't able to conceive. There's plenty of people out there that would, that would adopt these babies. It's always been an area that's been very near and dear to my heart because I've, over the years as a pastor, spoke with parents that, you know, I can remember a few moms over the years that came in and, and asked my wife and I, or my parents and I, or, you know, me, uh, if they should abort. And we've always told them no. And we prayed with them and we showed them what the Bible says. And uh, many of those people, this is years ago, now they have their kids like 10 or 15 and Several of them have written me and said, Pastor, I can't even imagine if I would have aborted my child. I love my child so much. They're so special to me. I can't believe the state of my mind when I was actually thinking of aborting them. And, and by the way, I always say this in church services, and I mean this. Look, if you've had an abortion, if you've had two abortions, if you've had five abortions, what you need to do is what I did as a sinner. I repented. I turned from my sin. I turned from my past, and I said, Lord, forgive me. And the Lord did. That's, that's how good and merciful our God is. So if you've had abortions, I'm not here to condemn you. There is therefore no condemnation for those in Jesus Christ. I'm just here to say, look, don't do it again now that you know. And we have to stand for life. These people that are saying, well, real Christianity allows for abortion. No, that's called compromise. That's called your own form, which you would like Christianity to be. That's not what God said. We can't change the scripture. The scripture says, don't change the scripture. And so we have to stand fast on the word of God, stand for the entirety of it, preach every bit of it. Again, I'm just a messenger. So let's go back to the, the subject of, of gay marriage and uh, the LGBTQ agenda. Look, I know this is, this is becoming a bigger and bigger thing, and it's quite the battle. And listen, I want you to understand, especially if you're in that lifestyle, I don't hate you. In fact, you can come to my church but I'm not going to change what the Bible says. I'm just the messenger. I didn't write it. It's been around for many, 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 many generations, thousands of years, the word of God. And I believe it to be the truth because it is. And so I'm a messenger. I took an oath as a pastor to preach the Bible, to equip Christians. 
so that they can be set up for success. I didn't write it though. If I wrote it, there might've been some changes. I don't know. I might've left some things out. I might've added some things, but I'm not God. I am a messenger. We hate the sin, but we don't hate the sinner. And I'm going to tell you, I, I'm very balanced on this issue. I think that we've kind of over-enunciated the whole pushback against uh, gays versus uh, some of the other things, pornography, adultery, you know, um, all of it. I mean, there's, it's all sin. So, you know, I, I know a lot of times the Christian community is, 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 you know, it goes back to the gay issue. But I think one of the reasons why, and we do need more people to speak out about this, is because of the push from, from society. If society was pushing pedophilia, which they are starting to do, then we need to ramp up put the pushback. And so this is where the battle is. So I understand that people say, well, it's over-enunciated compared to other sins. Why doesn't anybody talk about pornography? Why don't they talk about adultery? Why don't they talk about lust of the flesh? You know, why don't they talk about incest? Why don't they talk about pedophilia? Look, I talk about it all. And, and one is not worse than the other. They're all equally sin. But the reason why I'm talking about the LGBTQ agenda, first of all, we're in June and it's everywhere you go. Second of all, they're pushing it on our kids. They're pushing it on the youth like crazy. I mean, the, the stats, the numbers, if you look at the numbers, the increase is staggering. We're talking several hundred percent increase since just 10 years ago of gender confusion. Why? Well, because they're pushing it. They're talking about it. The kids are being indoctrinated in the public schools. And I hate to say it, even in some private schools. So it's not that I'm over enunciating this issue just because I want to pick on gays. I'm talking about it because this is the battle. Just like when people said, well, don't get involved in politics, Pastor. I said, this is where the battle's at. You know, everybody was framing Donald Trump every single week, attacking him with a hit piece. And we stood up and said, hey, there's something sinister going on here. You know, we, we, we go to where the battle is because we have to take a stand. And standing means you stand and fight and you push back against evil. And so the battle was in politics. It's still in politics, but I feel like it's also moved beyond that now to where the spotlight is on the church. What are we going to do? And right now, this is a big, important issue, and it's robbing from our kids, and it's targeting our kids, and, and it's up in a staggering percentage where it's definitely not normal. There's something demonic and evil happening, and we need to talk about it. And so in this program, I'm not angry at the people. I'm angry at the devil and the plan of the enemy to steal and rob from our kids and to go against what God said. And that's what I'm angry about. It's not, it's not, I'm not angry at a person. I don't hate the person. I hate the sin. And that's a very important distinction. So when we come back, I want to talk about the chosen and this uh, LGBTQ flag that's been found on their set. What do I think about it? We'll be right back. This is the Todd Coconato Show. All right, everybody, welcome back. This is the Todd Coconato Show. So thankful that you tuned in today. We are talking about an important subject in this hour, and that is uh, the LGBTQ agenda because it's, it's June, which they call Pride Month. The Bible says pride comes before a fall. And I feel like we've kind of been sitting back and just watching this all in awe for the last couple of years. And this year, there's a good portion of the Christian community, the activists that are pushing back and saying, you know what? I don't want this being pushed on my children. I don't want uh, these, these clothing companies that I, uh, you know, patronize uh, supporting this. Uh, I, I want there to be, uh, you know, look, here's the argument, okay? Equal, equal expression, okay? What if we just use that argument instead of even pushing back and saying it's sin, which it is. But what if we said, hey, why isn't there a veterans 
display? Why isn't there a first responders display? Why is it that certain people groups get this massive setup like they do for Pride? Why aren't they celebrating heteros? I mean, do we get a month? You know, if you're going to celebrate one group, you got to celebrate all groups. And there's plenty of different groups in this country. But it seems like there's only certain groups now that get these bombastic, over-the-top setups in some of these stores like Target. But we're not seeing the same thing for Christianity. People say, well, you got Christmas and Easter. Well, wait a minute. They're, they're, they're pushing a bunny and they're pushing Santa Claus. They're not pushing Jesus. They're not, they're, I don't see a big setup about the resurrection. So it's not the same. I'm sorry. And I don't like the Halloween setup either, by the way. But you know what? I, I at least feel like they have the option to, to do those types of things if they're going to do all holidays. But if they're going to set up you know, groups, then they got to do all groups. Every month there should be something. Hetero month. Uh, you know, white month, black month. I mean, every month, every, every month is something. I mean, if that's the direction you really want to go, I think that would be crazy because you're always going to leave out some group because there's so many. So that's why I appreciate when I was growing up, the companies, you didn't know if they were Democrat or Republican or this or that because they, they just were for the customer. It was customer is always right. Remember that? Now it's these different people groups and uh, they're only pushing the woke aspect of it they're not pushing the 210 million americans who claim to be culturally christian or catholic or protestant i'm not saying that that many people are serving god but there are that many people who who claim to be christian or catholic and that's a big portion of the the populace here in the united states we're talking anywhere from 60 to 63 percent um you know right now as it stands according to gallup in a recent uh, survey, they're saying 7.2 of the U.S. adult population is lesbian, gay, or bisexual, or transgender. So that's 7% versus 60 to 63%. It's a big, big difference there. So why is it that that small percentage, I'm not saying that they're not entitled to uh, having their own identity. Look, they're, they're Americans. They got free will. If they're choosing a lifestyle of sin, that's up to them. The Bible says we have free will. The wages of sin are death. Uh, and as I mentioned in the first segment, I would, I would say... Uh, pedophilia is a sin. I would say pornography is a sin. I would say adultery is a sin. Fornication is a sin. Any of them, they're all sins. And and if any of if they were pushing pornography, which they are, and we do address that, if they were pushing uh, adultery, fornication, well, they do also push those things and a lot of the attitudes on many of the shows and movies that they're making today. But there's a real over enunciation as far as I'm concerned. I mean, it's everywhere, especially in June, pushing. The, uh, the gay agenda, and now the trans. I mean, I almost feel like the trans agenda is kind of over, overtaking the gay agenda. I know some gay people that aren't really happy with that, actually. And by the way, I know a lot of gay people also that have been pushing back and saying, I don't like all this sexualization of children. Just because I'm living a gay lifestyle doesn't mean that I want the children to be uh, over-sexualized. So even some people in the gay community are saying this is too much. But yet a lot of Christians are silent on it. A lot of pastors, a lot of pulpits are silent on it. You know, The Chosen, which is a show that's been out there, and I, I've kind of, I really haven't really said much of anything on it. I've listened to Dallas Jenkins say a few things, and uh, there were a few flags, I'm going to be honest, a few flags over the years, but nothing to the point where I was going to come out and openly protest the show because I do think there's some good fruit from it, and I know some people involved, by the way. Uh, but I'm very concerned about the the flag that was on their set and the response from the chosen. It's more the response that I'm concerned about 
Uh, also, the flag being there, but I, I, this is what I said in a public statement. Because many people have been asking me my thoughts on the pride flag on the chosen set. And what I mean by the set, it's a camera that's on the set. It's a, it was on, there was a pride flag on the camera. And apparently, according to this, the show, they're saying it was a contracted worker. Now, listen, we have contracted people here. So I understand that. But I'm going to tell you something. If there was a contractor that was working on our show and I saw them have an LGBTQ flag or the pride flag or whatever you want to call it, I would kindly ask them to please remove it. And then I probably would think and reevaluate if this person is really somebody we should be working with because apparently their values are different than ours. And so this, this is what I would say. Uh, and again, we, we use contractors. And I do have grace, by the way. I'm going to talk about that side of this too because I have people that I know that are gay that I don't hate, by the way. And they know where I stand and I know where they stand, but we're still able to have a friendship. But it, it, it's based on the fact that they understand my thoughts and where I stand as a Christian, as a pastor, and I understand them, and I've shared my thoughts with them, I've witnessed to them, and they've uh, turned down uh, my counsel, but yet I don't hate them as a person or individual. Does that make sense? So, you know, it's hate the sinner. No, I'm sorry. Hate the sin, love the sinner. Doesn't mean you got to hang out and associate with the sinner, but I do think that we need to be careful because I think that there are people that are in the gay lifestyle that are going to get saved and we've got to exude Christ's love without compromising. So it's a delicate balance. We don't want to say, well, you're not welcome in our church because the Holy Spirit could work on them in the service and they could come to know Jesus. In fact, I've seen this happen. So we don't, we don't hate the sinner. We hate the sin. We stand firm on the word of God. We don't back down, cave, or capitulate. But at the same time, we show the love of Jesus Christ. Does that make sense? It's a delicate balance. And we're going to have to learn this, Christians, because this is becoming more and more of an issue in our society. And as these young people that are being absolutely inundated right now with curriculum and all different types of stuff, especially in public schools, grow up, there's going to be a lot more people that are now accepting of changing Christianity and biblical doctrine, which they can't do because the Bible says that we can't do that. So let me read this statement here. Many people have asked me my thoughts on the pride flag on the chosen set. And uh, here's what I say. First, I'm not against the people on The Chosen or the stated mission of the show. That being said, I don't personally watch the show, and I'm disappointed to hear that there's this flag on the set. As a former actor, I'm well aware of how sets of various television series have a unique culture and characteristics. The tone is set by the producers and the directors who work side-by-side uh, -side with the actors and the creative team to foster a unique creative environment that should, in all cases, reflect the show's values. In my view, there's no excuse for a Christian-themed show to have a pride flag on the set as it goes directly against core Christian doctrine. I would personally go to the person and ask that they remove the flag from their equipment immediately. I would also reevaluate if the person is a good fit for the job. The Bible says lukewarm will be spit out and pride comes before a fall. It also says a little leaven leavens the whole lump. The show should renounce this flag on the set, remove it and make a statement that it's been taken off and was not sanctioned by the show's leadership or they should replace the contractor if he is unwilling to do so and look for someone who is more in line with Christian values to work on the show. Uh, we need to maintain our standards and stance in this very important area and issue as it's being pushed on us from all sides. It's anti-God and we must hold our ground from a biblical perspective. Do you agree with that? Do you agree with that? I mean, we have to hold the line, but it doesn't mean we don't love. It doesn't mean we hate the people. We hate the sin. So it's a, it's a delicate balance, but we're going to have to navigate this in the days, months, and years ahead. And we've got to learn this now. So 
PastorTodd.org is the website, PastorTodd.org, ToddCoconado.com, and we'll be right back. Please stay tuned. We've got a lot more to discuss. All right, everybody, welcome back to the broadcast, segment three here on a very important topic that I think we need to discuss. What, you know, it's all over the place. The LGBTQ agenda, we see it all year long, but June, it's like every company you can imagine it starts pushing this, uh, some more than others, thank God, that some are not doing it. Uh, I th- I'm thankful to the, the companies and the CEOs and those that have pushed back on the pressure. And said, no, we're not going to do that. I mean, all we're saying, look, I'm not trying to say that every company has to be a Christian company. Although I, w- I would say that companies like In-N-Out and uh, Chick-fil-A should hold that standard since they come out as, as, as Christian companies. They are, they're open about it. They definitely shouldn't be caving and capitulating, especially Chick-fil-A. I mean, come on, Chick-fil-A. Get your act together. Uh, you know, In-N-Out, I, I haven't seen it. So I hope that they, they stay that way. Uh, look, you just, you just don't need to say anything. That's the thing. You don't need to come out in favor. You don't need to come out against. I, I don't really care if you don't. I mean, you know, look, that's up to you. That's between you and God. What I do care about is when my daughter, who's four years old, goes into a place and there's these massive setups everywhere with some of them with pretty grotesque stuff. Some even, uh, you know, outright Satanist stuff like Target. And they're putting in the kids area. And I'm thankful to the activists out there that have been pushing back against this. I think it's important. Kudos to Charlie Kirk and many others that have been out there. This broadcast, we, we've been pushing back because we're just saying, look, stop being activist. If you want, if you want to be a, a company that, um, you know, is good for every person to shop at, then don't pick one group. Otherwise, you got to pick all groups. And there's many, many, many groups out there. I mean, where does it stop? Where does it stop? I mean, if you're going to push one group with all these massive setups that cost a ton of money, because I know they do. I've been in that business before. I know how much they cost, these massive displays and all the, um, you know, the images that go along with it. Uh, that's not cheap. So they're paying money. They're spending a fortune on this stuff. And I'm sorry, but the parades that are out there, you see the pictures online. They're not just people walking in normal clothes in a parade. They're extremely sexualized. A lot of it is the, I think it's like BSDM or something like that. I mean, just insane bondage stuff. People walking around with whips and, and wearing barely any clothes and having all their body parts hanging out. That's, that's, and, and how in the world do these parents justify bringing their kids to that? Or the, or the story hours. Look, the story hours are so over the top. I mean, you got people twerking and, 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 and acting like strippers. I mean, you know, we have the winning argument here. This isn't, I'm not even arguing. Look, I could easily say this is demonic because it is and push back from a Christian perspective, which I do. But I'm also saying, what if we just took the logical argument and said, hey, if you do this for one group, you got to do it for all. And no matter who it is that's promoting anything, you got to stay above the line and not be super sexualized, especially for kids. Is that so much to ask? We've got to hold to these boycotts, friends, especially with uh, some of these big corporations that we've been calling out. We've got to hold to it because it's got to hurt their bottom line. See, the Christian community has been really bad at sticking to this. We do it for a couple of weeks. And then we go right back and they hedge their bets on that. They hedge their bets that we're going to forget and we're going to continue to shop at their company. And we need to hurt their bottom line and push back. This is insanity. It's demonic. It's wicked. I'm sorry if I sound a little passion here. Actually, I'm not sorry. I take that back. I'm not sorry. 
You know what? This is ridiculous. Everybody should be have a righteous anger. We should be turning over tables. I mean, that's what Jesus did. And so, uh, you know, look, that statement that I made about The Chosen, look, uh, with The Chosen, I'm going to tell you, I don't really watch The Chosen. I know some people really like it, and praise God, I'm not against the show. I haven't come out openly saying anything against it because I know that many people like it, and some people say they've gone deeper in their walk with Jesus from watching the show. Well, good, that's good fruit, so I'm not against it. I don't watch it personally. I don't have the time. But, you know, you tell me, some people tell me it's so great. Okay, well, I, I believe you. I take your word for it. But what I don't like to hear is when somebody comes out and they, and they skirt around and they waffle and they say, well, you know, we just let people do their own thing on this. Everybody's got their own views and they wear different t-shirts and blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. Because if you're a Christian show, you've got to stand firm with Christianity. You've got to actually stand by what Christianity says. Listen, this would be like one of the disciples, okay? Jesus was walking with, with the disciples. You know, imagine if one of them had like, I don't know, let's just use an example, a Satan flag. I mean, you think Jesus wouldn't call that out? I mean, you think he'd let somebody to walk with him? No, he'd say, you need to repent. You need to turn from that sin. That's a sin. And if you want to be consecrated, you want to have the favor of God on your life, you don't want to open doors to the enemy, then you got to renounce that. You got to turn from that. Jesus wouldn't be just rolling with somebody that has an LGBTQ flag or a Satan flag. Give me a break. That was like when people were trying to convince me that Jesus would take the jab. No, he would not. He's God. He doesn't need it. I couldn't believe they actually wrote a, a mainstream story on me for coming out and saying that. Pastor Coconado says Jesus wouldn't take the jab. Well, yeah, he wouldn't. How insane. Who, who, who is out there telling you he would? They're lying. Of course he wouldn't. It's just like the same thing. Like people say, well, what would Jesus do? He'd love them. Well, sure, he would love them. And I'm telling you to love them. But that doesn't mean you accept the sin. You love the sinner, but you hate the sin. You stand firm on the fact that this is sin. Oh, where, where does it say that, Pastor Todd? Does it, does it say in the Bible? Let's go through it. Let's go through it. So the Bible is clear. I just want to make this very important statement as a pastor and man of God. The Bible is clear about homosexuality, okay? It says this. It says the word, you know, I'm going to read from a, some notes that I wrote here. The word of God is evident in its view of homosexuality. The most commonly quoted Bible verses are Leviticus 18, 22 and Leviticus 20, 13, which state that it's an actual abomination for a man to lie with another man as he would with a woman. In Romans 1, 26 through 27, the Apostle Paul says that homosexuality is contrary to God's natural order and results from rejecting God. Boom, plain as day. Additionally, 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 10 lists that homosexuality is one of the sins that will prevent somebody from entering the kingdom of God. When the, while the Bible is clear in its view of homosexuality, it is essential to remember that God loves all of his creation and offers forgiveness to those who repent and turn away from their sins. It's right there, plain as day. Let's go through some of these scriptures. Leviticus 18.22. Leviticus 18.22, it says, you shall not lie with a male as with a woman. It's an abomination. It's referring to a man. Man shall not lie with another male as he would with a woman because it's an abomination to God. Leviticus 20.13, it says, if a man lies with a male... As with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination. They shall surely be put to death. Their blood is upon them. I mean, that's pretty darn straight out, isn't it? Now, I'm not uh, saying that we need to put somebody to death. Okay, uh, that's the old covenant there. It's the Old Testament. And it doesn't mean that it's not a sin. But I don't think that, in fact, I know we're not supposed to kill somebody over it. Okay, um, 
but we, we stand against the sin. We stand against what the Bible calls an abomination. The Bible calls a sin. In Jude 1.7, it says, Just as Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding cities, which likewise indulge in sexual immorality and pursue unnatural desire, serve as an example by undergoing a punishment of eternal fire. So what it's saying there in Jude is, look, you're going to have a punishment of eternal fire if you live this lifestyle and you're unrepentant. You've got to repent, which means to turn from the sin. That's all sin. Every area, anything that the Bible calls sin, including gluttony, by the way. I want to be very fair and balanced here. It's all sin. Sin is, you know, the Bible says the wages of sin are death, but God wants us to repent. Doesn't mean we're perfect. Doesn't mean we ever, you know, we ever get to the place of perfection, but we live a lifestyle that pleases God because the Bible says, if you love me, you'll obey my commands. And this is repetitive sexual sin unless you repent and turn from it. In Romans 1, 26 through 28, it says this, for this reason, God gave them up to dishonorable passions for their women exchanged natural relations for those who are contrary to nature. And the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another. Men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves uh, the due penalty for error. Hmm. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. It's, it's right there in the scripture, plain as day. It's a debased mind. No wonder these people hate us. Because they reject God, they reject the Holy Spirit in us. We can't respond in hate and anger. We respond in God's love, but we hold the line when it comes to sin. Love the sinner, hate the sin. Stand firm, don't back down, don't cave, don't capitulate. In Mark 10, 6-9, it says, But from the beginning of creation, God made male and female. Therefore, a man shall leave his mother and father and hold fast to his wife. And there shall be two, the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let no man separate. So God in his scripture has very, very straight out and plainly uh, given us his desire. And he's told us what's an abomination. I didn't come up with it. He did. You know, this. you got to argue it with God. Don't argue it with me. Look, do I know people that are in the gay lifestyle that I would consider friends? Sure, there's a couple. I don't necessarily agree with them on much, and so we really don't have a strong friendship because of that, because we're unequally yoked. But I know them, or, you know, family members, people I know, sure. And I don't hate them. And when, when, I, when I see them, I'm not going to constantly beat them over the head with the Bible because they know where I stand. But I'm also not going to change my faith and what I believe and what I stand for from the pressure from them. It's not going to happen because God is real. And that's the reality of my world and the reality of my life. And I want to please God in what I do. And so I'm not going to, to you know, water down the gospel just because somebody's going to be mad at me. I'm not going to water down the gospel because somebody wants to attack me. I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. Plain, plain as day. I'm going to stand. Look, I had an encounter with the living God when I turned my life to Jesus. And God made male and female. And I believe that because the scripture says it. It's not hate speech. It's not something that, uh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to deny. I'm going to stand firm to what, what it says because I have to stand firm to everything the scripture says. Why? Because that is real. It's, it's the bread of life. It's the basic instructions before leaving earth. It's the instruction manual for life, the Bible. The Bible is true. It's holy. 
He says, be ye holy for I am holy. Come out from among them. Be set apart. By the way, my book, Come Out From Among Them, is now available. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it online. Todd Coconato, Come Out From Among Them. Just put that in your search engine and order the book. And what do I say in this book? I say, we can't be a part of this Babylon system anymore, Christians. We've got to come out from among them and be set apart. The world is dark. It's evil. I mean, it's, it's getting more and more evil. I mean, it, you know, go anywhere, and you'll see it. It's, it's everywhere. I mean, look at what KFC, they just came out supporting that video game, Diablo. That's devil. It's all this red with horns. I mean, look at the Sam Smith uh, Grammy performance this year. Red, devils. I mean, they are so blunt and in our face at this point, and yet some people still have their heads buried. Look, it, it's coming to a head. It's coming to a climax moment here. It's coming to the, to the, to the apex, if you will. We're at, the, we're at the most important part of the movie. But it's real. And God is looking for a people that will trust him. And God is looking for a people that will stand. And we're not going to change the Bible to, to conform it because we're not conformed to the things of this world, but we're transformed by the renewing of our mind. And so I would say this to Dallas Jenkins and anybody else listening. Look, buddy, I appreciate your work. I've shook your hand before. I, I know some people on your show. I'm not against you. I don't hate you. I'm not trying to destroy you or the ministry God's given you. But I'm just saying, brother, as a pastor, don't allow compromise. Because a little leaven leavens the whole lump. I, I would have hoped that you would have come out and said, look, we don't, this is not who we are. And I understand this guy had the flag on the camera. I wasn't aware of it, but now that I am, I'm asking him to remove it because it, it goes against the values of this program. That's what we've got to do, Christians. We can't sit here and just become like the world. The Bible says, come out from among them. Be ye holy, for I am holy. Be consecrated. Be set apart. That's what we got to do. Todd Coconato Show will be right back. ToddCoconato.com, PastorTodd.org. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Todd Coconato Show. So thankful that you're here. We're talking about a very painful topic for some people because you say, Pastor, my family member is in the gay lifestyle. My son, my daughter. Listen, first of all, I want you to know something, okay? I'm not against them. And I know how difficult it is when you have someone that you love that's going in this area. It just grieves your heart so much. And listen, there's, I mean, I read the statistics earlier. Uh, let me let me just tell you the number of how many people are now living a gay lifestyle just in America. It's a lot easier to find percentages. Uh, I'm looking at the Gallup results. They said in the last 10 years, the gay population has gone from 3.5% in 2012 to 7.1%, according to a new Gallup poll. This was released uh, in 2022. Uh, but a lot of these are the new numbers. Um, it asked more than 12,000 U.S. adults how they identified during phone television interviews. That's how they base this. And uh, they said, I mean, if you look at the charts, it's just spiking up. I mean, it's, it's going completely up. And a lot of this, I mean, if you think about it, it starts at a young age now where they're asking kids, you know, are you a boy or a girl, even though we already know how they were born. But now people are saying, what do you identify as? There's, it's being pushed in curriculum. It's being pushed in movies. It's being pushed in cartoons. It's being pushed by the companies. It's being pushed by the, the I mean, everybody except for the church and, and even some churches now like the Methodists and, and large denominations, Presbyterians and others are now also changing what the Bible says. 
And they, they feel like they have the right to do that. I don't really know where they get that because everything in scripture would say that's completely false and, and untrue. Uh, so, you know, it's just, it's pretty remarkable uh, when you when you read some of the, uh, so now they're saying it's like 20 million or so adults, according to The Hill, 20 million. And it might be more than that now uh, that they're saying are living a lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender lifestyle. So 20 million, while it's 210 million around that number that claim to be Christian, Protestant, Catholic. And so it's, if you look at the percentages and then you look at what's going on in society, you look at, at the way that things are being expressed via the corporations and the media and the movies and all that, it, it's completely uh, imbalanced. Because, you see, there used to be a time when companies cared about profits. Now they don't, it seems like. It seems like they're willing to hedge their bets against us, hoping that we're just going to take it. And, and so far we have. I hate to say it, but so far we have. Because I know a ton of Christians that are shopping at these companies all the time, and they just say, well, what can we really do about it? Well, it's going to continue. And don't, listen, take my word for this. Don't be surprised when the next steps come out, okay? Legalizing pedophilia. It's already happening. Uh, don't, don't be surprised, Christian, that doesn't want to do anything or say anything, who, who's been indoctrinated by the demonic. I'm just being real. I know some people hate me. I get it. You know what? I'm going to preach the truth, the word of God. You got to do what you got to do. I got to stand before the throne of glory someday. I don't hate the person. I hate the sin. I love God. I love his word. And listen, that, that is the, the lamp unto my feet. That is the daily bread that I live by. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Every word. What's the word? The Bible. The truth. It's living. What does it say? I read it clearly as day today. Couldn't be more clear than what I read. Clear as day. But yet some people are still going to ignore it. They're going to they're bury their heads. Listen, what's coming down the pike, legalization of pedophilia, and you know what else? Transhumanism. Transgenderism is just getting people ready for transhumanism. Be prepared. And it's going to be an even bigger push. Well, what is transhumanism? Well, I have a few more minutes to kind of explain just from a 50,000-foot level so you understand this. Those of you that haven't, haven't heard the word before, it's a philosophical and intellectual movement, yeah, demonic, which advocates the enhancement of the human condition by developing and making widely available sophisticated technologies that can greatly enhance longevity and cognitivity. Transhumanist thinkers study the potential benefits and dangers of emerging technologies that could overcome fundamental human limitations, as well as the ethics of using such technologies. Some transhumanists believe that human beings may eventually be able to transform themselves into beings with abilities so greatly expanded from the current condition as to merit the label of a post-human era. Another topic of transhumanist research is how to protect humanity against existential risks like Terminator, such as nuclear war or asteroid collision. Mm -hmm. uh, and it goes on and on. Uh, it's influenced by the works of many atheists and people that really want to go beyond biblical Christianity and say that, that you know, this is a post-Christian era and that man can now become God. Well, get, the scripture actually talks about that. When man think, let, let's read what the scripture says. Go back to Jeremiah. It says, do people make their own gods? Yes, but they are not gods. Exactly. They're not gods. A tran the transhumanists believe 
that, look, we don't need the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob anymore because we're just going to make ourselves God. We're going to do things that in the past only God could do. We're going to create uh, beings. We're going to edit genes. We're going to combine with technology so that we have uh, more, you know, influence and knowledge and strength. And, you know, and this is what they're doing. Elon Musk is working on this right now. So that don't, don't mistake the fact that the transgender movement is simply a segue into the transhumanism movement. And that's where they're going with this. And so they're, they're not going to stop. See, every, every, the Christians that just think like, okay, let's just accept this. Let's tolerate this. And, you know, let's stay within the four walls of the church. Just preach the gospel. Don't worry about this other stuff. Yeah, I get it. Like God said this was going to happen. But he also said occupy until he comes. You know, we've got to stand firm on the word of God. We've got, we, we can't just back down, friends. I know the enemy wants us to do that. I get a lot of arrows, but the Bible says the gates of hell will not prevail against me. Bible says no weapon formed against me or you will prosper. But what, what, what did the Bible talk about? Being bold, standing for truth. Look what Paul had to go through. I mean, the guy literally gave his life for what he believed. And that might be the fate of some of us. But we can't allow this demonic stuff. Listen, why do I make such a big deal about it? Well, first of all, about my, my kid and, and the future generations you know, there's a scripture. I'm going to read it right now. I think this is very apropos to what we're talking about. It says, whoever causes one of these little ones to believe, who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a great millstone hung around his neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. You think God was pretty blunt in that scripture in Matthew 18, 6? I think so. He said, look, don't do it. Don't cause my little child to sin. If you do this, it's going to be bad for you. That's what's happening here. Teachers, look, I understand you're being pressured. You're being pressured by the, the people above you in the, in the educational institution. But you know what? You can, you can just simply refuse. It's just like with the jab. There's certain things that we're going to have to just stand. And if you took it, you took it. Look, I, I just pray for grace and pray for health. And just like God heals cancer, he can heal you. Don't f- have fear if you took it. I say that all the time. Don't have fear if you took it. But let's, let's learn to have discernment, to walk in discernment. It's, in, it's important. So listen, I'm speaking to the parent right now. You've listened to this whole broadcast and you say, this guy's a little bit rough around the edges. I'm really not. I love you. I love, I love God. I love the scripture. I'm just concerned. I'm concerned at what I see. I'm a shepherd. I'm trying to protect the flock. I'm concerned. Listen, if you have somebody who's in the gay lifestyle, a child, somebody in your family, look, I love you. I'm not, I'm not, saying you did something wrong, I'm sure you were a good parent. Don't beat yourself up. Pray them out of it. Just like my mom prayed me out of the club world and the Hollywood lifestyle. I was in sin. I'm not perfect. I'm still not perfect, by the way. But I'm forgiven. I'm a a good repenter. I've come to know the scripture and I, I live by it. And that, I believe, will happen to your son or daughter, whoever's the one that you're praying for, your friend, your family member. But we we can't just cave because we love them and i want you to understand because somebody needs to hear this you it's not your fault okay some some cases the enemy just slipped in there somehow and got an open door and now it is what it is but you can pray them out of it you have the weapons the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but are mighty in the spirit of god for the pulling down of strongholds we've got to learn to become prayer warriors and we've got to learn to effectively spiritually war this Game it out, war game it, do it, finish it. 
Stand firm. The, the uh, faithful, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much, or a woman avails much. You got to pray. Pray without ceasing. Fast. Some things only through prayer and fasting. Uh, put oil over, you know, lay, anoint your home. Play worship music in the home. Renounce anything that's an area of sin in your life or something that's been an open door. Learn deliverance. Join the core group. We're actually teaching on deliverance in the core group right now. Hallelujah. So many things going on. Look, we're not defeated. If you have a child that's in the gate lifestyle, your prayers are working. Keep praying, friend. Don't beat yourself up. Oh, I'm a horrible parent. It's not your fault. But you can, you can pray them through this. You can, you can beat this thing. This is a spiritual war that you're in. And the devil wants to take you out. But God says he's come to give you life and life more abundantly. He's with you even until the end of the age. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. And so that's the key. We stand on the word of God. It's true. Thank you, Jesus, for the truth. It sets the captive free. The word of God is not returned back void. I'm so thankful that people have spoke the truth to me. You know, I don't know what I would have done without the mentors and elders and people in my life. I hope this helped you today. We, we hate the sin. We love the sinner. There's a fine line. We walk it out in love, but we stand for truth. God bless you. We'll be back next week. Hey, friends, thank you so much for tuning in to today's broadcast. Pastor Todd here, and I just want to appreciate you that it's the listeners and the viewers of this show, the remnant warriors out there that keep us on the air. And we continue to not only uh, every week go on all these different radio stations, but actually expand the territory. And so I just want to say thank you. And to those of you that are prayerfully considering becoming a partner, I, I just thank you as well, because uh, in order for us to do more of this and to get this content every week, we definitely need more help and more partners. And so if you pray about it and the Lord says to become a partner, uh, please go to www.toddcoconato.com slash give, toddcoconato.com slash give, and that is where you can become a monthly partner. Also, we appreciate one-time gifts, um, anything that you can do to support this. We're in a major battle, but we believe the Lord is with us because we know he is. And so I thank you. I thank you so much. I thank you for tuning in today. I hope you got something out of this, and we'll see you soon. God bless.